Have you heard what's happening in Calgary, Canada? Home to some of the world's best researchers and innovators in life sciences, Calgary is advancing healthcare solutions to solve global challenges. Calgary's dedication to the life sciences sector is evident in its labs, hospitals, schools, and the minds of its people. With its top institutions producing internationally recognized research and more than 110 life science companies backed by a highly skilled pool of talent, the life sciences sector is accelerating innovation in Calgary. If you're a bright mind or a bright company, Calgary is just the place for you. Take a closer look at calgarylifesciences.com. Before we get started this week, I wanted to tell you about the digital library from Deep Dive. How much time does your team spend looking for research papers? Google, PubMed, social media. There's got to be a better way. You can now search a reference database of 100 million scientific papers and read the full text of 20 million articles, annotate them, and share with colleagues. It's the smarter way to do research. Here's the best part. If you're like me and been frustrated by not being able to access articles you find because they're behind a paywall, I've got good news. With Deep Dive, you get one-stop affordable research. If you're a listener of the BioReport, you can try the enterprise version of the service for free for one month. Go to deepdive.com forward slash podcast and enter the code BioReport. That's deep dive, D-E-E-P-D-Y-V-E dot com forward slash podcast. And the code is BioReport, one word, all caps. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. While CAR T-cell therapies have been a promising new area of cancer treatments, they're costly to produce, have had limited success in treating solid tumors, and can carry sometimes serious side effects. Shoreline Biosciences is developing off-the-shelf natural killer and macrophage cellular immunotherapies derived from induced pluripotent stem cells for cancer, inflammatory, and genetic diseases. The company programs these cells to target and kill tumors, as well as repair tissue homeostasis. The company said its approach allows for the creation of a streamlined, affordable, and scalable manufacturing process that can deliver cell therapy treatments to patients in a faster and more cost-effective manner. We spoke to Cleanthus Xanthopoulos, co-founder and CEO of Shoreline Biosciences, about the company's off-the-shelf cell therapies, its focus on the innate immune system, and how it's leveraging its technology through recent partnerships with Beijing and Kite Pharma. Cleanthus, thanks for joining us. 
Thank you, Danny. I appreciate the invitation. We're going to talk about Shoreline Biosciences, its platform for allergenic cell technology, and two deals you announced in June that have propelled the company to here. Perhaps we can begin with some of the challenges with cell therapies today and how Shoreline is addressing those. What problems do you see your platform addressing? Yeah, the, a very good question, Danny. The, the, if you look back, uh, the cell therapies came into the, into the attention of, uh, of the broader community about a decade ago with some spectacular results using chimeric antigen receptor T cells as uh, immunotherapies. And those were pioneered by companies like Kite and Juno. And we saw response rates that we haven't seen before, over 60% or so in, in some severely ill patients. Um, they came, unfortunately, with some significant side effects, um, graft versus host disease, cytokine release syndrome, uh, which is a very significant um, negative effect and um, other uh, side effects that prevented the massive adoption of these life-saving therapies. So most of them continue to be in a background of highly uh, um, specialized um, academic or other uh, hospitals and have not yet reached the community uh, setting. So of course, uh, the concept of immunotherapies is based on the fact that an immune cell can be engineered, armed, and targeted and directed towards a tumor. Um, and it's not only, of course, the T cells, uh, which is the adaptive part of the immunity of, our, of, of humans, but it's also the innate part of the immunity uh, constituting primarily from NK cells. NK stands for natural killer cells because they were identified in the late 70s as, as cells that uh, kill foreign invaders, including, of course, um, tumor cells. So our approach is fundamentally different. We're working with different effector cells, and Sorline is focusing on natural killer cells and macrophages. When we know about natural killer cells, that they have a lot of the benefits of the T cells that have been used previously with spectacular results, but they don't carry the um, side effects that you see so we don't see graft versus host. We don't see cytokine release syndrome. And in fact, um, recent clinical data with natural killer cells uh, were implemented in, in community hospital settings. So literally changing dramatically the way we can deploy these life-saving therapies to a variety of, of um, patients that need them. And that's the difference between of what we do and what the so-called CAR-T companies are being uh, developing. You genetically modify these cells. What's the intent of that modification? How does it make them more effective at fighting cancers? We condition them to become better athletes. Uh, in, in a sense, we make these cells to become more persistent once we infuse them into, into patients. Uh, and then we arm them with specific targeting tools so that they can come to proximity of the, of the tumors and allow them the natural killer cell or the macrophage to do what they are designed to do, which is to attack the tumor and, and, and destroy it. So there are genetic manipulations um, doing that, uh, as I said, conditioning them to persist longer, to be metabolically better fitted, to kill more effectively, and then we arm them with guided missiles to find those, those tumors. 
you say you arm them with guided missiles to find the tumors. To what extent can these be targeted and what do you do to actually target them? Yeah, um, we start, and I should have clarified that from the beginning, we have a, a tremendous uh, advantage uh, in, in Shoreline's foundational expertise is based on pluripotent stem cell biology. And this comes from our founders and over two decades of experience of really taking pluripotent stem cells and finding ways to differentiate them into our effector NK natural killer cells macro and macrophage cells. So pluripotent stem cells have the ability to differentiate into an over 200 different cell types. And in the process, and all depends on, of course, the differentiation protocols and conditions you deploy. It is in that process we will take a pluripotent stem cell, we engineer these um, changes that we want to make it a better, ultimately a better athlete, as I said. And in this regard, we make the manipulations in the pluripotent stem cell stage. We then select the clone that has the genetic manipulation. We characterize it phenotypically and genotypically, and then we differentiate it to our NK cells. That becomes our band. That is then is our master cell bank because the beauty of pluripotent stem cells is, of course, the clonal expansion capabilities. You can get millions, if not trillions of cells from a single clone. And so we now have a reservoir of genetically modified best athletes that we deploy against the tumors. These are allergenic therapies that you're developing. They don't have to be customized for a patient. What's the process you use to create these cells? Excellent point, Danny. Then uh, not only um, we have simplified the process because we start from essentially a pluripotent stem cell line that has been very well characterized under so-called GMP conditions, <clears throat> good manufacturing practices conditions. And then that is our starting point. We then deploy uh, genome and gene editing. We deploy differentiation protocols. We uh, differentiate and expand these cells. We will introduce targeted missiles, the chimeric antigen receptors, to go after certain antigens on, on, the, on the tumors. And then we're going to grow them uh, to create the appropriate doses, which we calculate to be approximately a million cells per kilogram of patient. So the process not only has become scientifically and manufacturing-wise more predictable and precise, but it also introduces a huge other advantage, which is the affordability. We can do that so much cheaper because the cost of goods compared to the autologous CAR teeth therapies is an order of magnitude, if, if, if not more. And that is a huge competitive advantage. So they truly become allogeneic of the cells. We're gonna have these cells in the freezers in community hospitals, in hospitals that treat these um, cancer patients, and essentially just thawing your vial and infusing it into the patient. You, you mentioned cost benefits. I imagine there's also time benefits which are important to patients, but is there any way to quantify the cost or time benefits? Excellent point, both of them. I made a, a quickly a, a point that we think we can have between five and tenfold less cost of goods compared to autologous CAR T's. And you can understand why, because it's very customized in the, in the case of CAR T's, 
um, you take it out of, of patients that are severely ill, you have to grow these cells for several weeks. Sometimes the patients don't have that much time and don't have enough sufficient material uh, to provide the basis to expand those cells and infuse them back. <clears throat> and so from, from the perspective of the cost of goods, we are five to 10 times less. And the perspective of time, essentially those are allogeneic. We, once we create them, they're in the freezer. So it's instantly deliverable to the patient. We don't need to extract them from the patient, grow them for several weeks, sometimes you know, more than a month and a half before we have to go back to the, to the patient. So there's both huge time benefits as well as cost benefits. What do you know about the safety or efficacy of these cells to date? And is there any concerns about having off-target effects? We have um, obviously following very carefully the, um, uh, what natural curial cells are now demonstrating in the clinic. We have not yet uh, a product we're going to be in the clinic in the second half of next year. But we have a tremendous institutional expertise and, and we're looking at what the general uh, field and the industry is doing in this regard. The institutional expertise comes from one of our founders, Dr. Dan Kaufman, who was a senior advisor for a company called Faith Therapeutics, who is in a sense the first company to, to introduce these modified natural killer cells in the clinic. So they recently, they have been reporting data for the last 12 months or so uh, of different studies in, with different cell immunotherapies armed with different ways and engineer as such. And what we're seeing is clearly a, a, a huge difference when it comes to safety uh, as compared to the CAR-Ts. As, as I mentioned, no graph uh, versus host, no other ad adverse effects. And, and if anything, very, very low, uh, very treatable um, CRS in, in a couple of, of patients in, in the recent trials uh, reporting. So those, those were grade one and, and grade two respectively in two instances versus some very, very severe grade three and four in CAR-T. So we don't think this is a problem, especially the, the, the clinicians don't think it's a problem, which is why um, we see this being uh, essentially able to be administered uh, in, in community hospitals as well, of course, as a highly specialized academic and otherwise uh, hospitals around the country. I should note you're also producing iPSC-derived macrophages for oncology and non-oncology indications. What role do these play, particularly in cancer? We believe macrophages, monocytes in, in general, um, have a critical role in playing in fighting cancer. Think about them um, as the word indicates, macrophages, those are large cells that essentially like to eat. Um, they, uh, they have, um, a, the, the sore function is to identify something that is foreign and literally eat it alive. That's what the so-called phagocytosis uh, process uh, that the macrophages are undertaking. So if you think about how we plan to uh, engineer those cells, we can deploy the same kind of of mechanisms that we do with NK cells. So we start with a pluripotent stem cell, we do elegant precision genetic uh, editing to eliminate uh, certain genes or introduce other genes so that we can make those macrophages better metabolically and, and much more active. And what we're expecting that they will do once we introduce them to the patient 
is they have a tendency to identify and travel to the side of the tumor and, and uh, being introduced into the tumor microenvironment. They're known to so-called turn so-called cold tumors into hot, meaning a tumor that has found ways to evade the innate system and therefore is seen is not no longer recognized. That's a cold tumor. That's really um, uh, something that poses great danger for the for the patient. When macrophages come in, they will be able to recognize that. They will start phagocytosing. They will start essentially presenting a number of antigens as they start eating parts of the of the tumor and therefore turning that <clears throat> tumor that has evaded so far the immune system into a into a so-called hot by recruiting now adaptive and additional innate immunity cells to respond in a comprehensive way. That's what we're seeing the big advantage of macrophages. Think of think of them as super adjuvants. They come in there, they start eating, they start presenting antigens and they kick in uh, an innate and adaptive immune responses where those were not happening uh, previously. And in the case of both of these types of therapies, are you thinking of them as monotherapies or in combination with each other or in combination with other types of therapies? So initially we, um, <clears throat> we would like to think uh, as a combination down the road Initially, however, we're focusing, we've seen some great uh, preclinical uh, uh, results and, and we hope to replicate them in the clinic uh, soon uh, of uh, those engineer highly uh, trained metabolically active cells, NK cells on their own to have a huge impact on, on um, tumors. Um, we also are designing with our partners and we'll talk about that, but particularly with Beijing uh, combinations of our NK cells that are modified, of course, as I, um, as I mentioned, with some specific antibodies that they have. And through the interaction of the antibody to the NK cell through a mechanism called antibody-dependent cellular cytotoxicity, we expect to see even more significant outcomes. The combination of an antibody and NK cell allows the NK cell to be guided even further and more precisely to the side of the tumor. And then you have the duality of the antibody acting against the tumor and the NK cell um, potentially synergizing. Down the road, we could see uh, a combination of NK cells and macrophage immunotherapies, but not um, in the next uh, couple of three years. In June, Shoreline announced two collaborations. I'm hoping you could walk us through each of these the first was a collaboration with Beijing to develop and commercialize genetically modified NK cell therapies. This included a $45 million upfront payment with an opportunity for additional R&D funding, milestone payments, and, and royalties. Why Beijing, and what does this collaboration do for Shoreline? Yeah, so we were uh, extremely fortunate to have the ability to uh, interact with a number of uh, potential strategic partners and selected Beijing and Kaida at the end. And you probably noticed, Danny, that we announced those deals within a few days from each other uh, after, of course, a long, uh, um, a long period of diligence and interactions between the respective teams. Here's why we prioritize inter in introducing Beijing and Kaida as our partners. They both bring significant expertise that allow us to forge integrate our own platform. 
in case of Beijing, they have enormously good capabilities in protein engineering and antibodies. And we just talked about ADCC and what this could, could do to uh, combining their expertise in, in antibodies and gaugers and other um, <clears throat> protein engineering uh, capabilities they have with our cellular immunotherapies, including potent stem cells. And secondary also, Beijing has, has a wonderful track record in global clinical development. And there we see an opportunity to move these very significant products into the clinic and test them globally in, so that we can reach as many patients as possible. And this is already uh, paying dividends uh, for us. We have a wonderful start in our collaboration. Uh, and, and this indeed has translated into what our planning was to fast forward integrate. With Kite, um, of course, is one of the pioneers in the field. And what they know is, is how CAR T cells work, targeting against hematological tumors. So what they realized um, is that Shoreline has this unique ability to produce based on pluripotent stem cell differentiation, allogeneic therapies and create NK cells and macrophages. So what Kite um, brought to us is their huge experience in hematological tumors, their regulatory and clinical expertise, and also manufacturing of these components, which is a big strategic asset for us. So in, in terms of Kite, we, we have specific chimeric antigen receptor constructs that we are now engineering into our backbone of our own natural killer cells. And of course, both of them were hugely validated for uh, our young company. Uh, we know they looked, both of these companies looked and, and validated and, and, and evaluated rather a number of companies that they both selected uh, Shoreline as a partner of interest and future partner in cell therapies because of our deep expertise in pluripotent stem cell biology and differentiation and our, our uh, uh, other capabilities that that are very synergistic to theirs. And in addition, of course, they brought a lot of um, welcome um, cash uh, with this combined, these, these two deals is a, can have a potential for over $4 billion in, in, in milestones with over $100 million in upfront payments and, and some very, very significant royalties on, on, on all of our products. Shoreline doesn't disclose a pipeline on its website is, the intent to work through partnerships like these, or do you expect to pursuing your own pipeline as well? No, pursuing our own pipeline is extremely important. We we um, are very excited um, and very very committed to building a, a a legacy company in the field of immunotherapies. Um, we will be disclosing uh, the comprehensive pipeline of a combination of our own programs and and programs that we do with our our partners. I want to, for example, emphasize that um, with half of the programs that we're developing with Beijing, we have exclusive royalty-free rights for US and Canada for, for two of the four programs. So those become, of course, our brand, um, our own programs, uh, if we choose to co-develop these particular programs with, with Beijing. And of course, we complement that with, with our own independent programs and that's our focus. So to have a blend of advancing our, our own programs and also our strategic partners programs. Claire Anthopoulos.
co-founder and CEO of Shoreline Biosciences, Cleanthus. Thanks for your time today. Thank you very much, Tanya. I appreciate the invitation. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.